Hey everybody, welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today I'm finishing my series on Christianese phrases, looking at things like, I got a word from the Lord, and the way we use those phrases to justify our own desires. So I know you guys aren't here for the house project updates, but I just have to tell you, I am literally sitting at my desk today podcasting. Yes, it's still out in the sunroom, and yes, there are still boxes around all the places and whatnot, but I am sitting at my desk, and that is progress, and that's exciting to me. I was a little bit worried that the sound would be off since we sold our couch that was sitting out here too, but it's not. It's good. So I may just have to keep podcasting out here forever. We'll see. So guys, we're going to finish up this series today, and then I'm going to be taking a couple week break, and then we'll be doing a little summer series. I haven't quite decided yet, possibly more camp stories, something like that, Um, just probably periodically throughout the summer, and then we'll start fresh again in the fall with season seven. Crazy. I cannot believe we are this far in seasons and in episode numbers. This has been a lot of fun for me, and I love this way of communicating. So today, I was starting to think about the phrases that we use to kind of justify our own desires or make it sound spiritual. These phrases can be used by well-meaning people with true good intentions. And as we've talked so many times, every time we use Christianese phrases, like some of this is legit because there really is a real Holy Spirit who really does meet with us and speak to us. However, if you've ever been abused religiously, spiritually, gone through any kind of religious trauma, the leader in your life probably used phrases like this to justify what they were doing. So we're going to talk about getting a word from the Lord, something, the idea of like, oh, we haven't been released yet, or we have been released, and now we get to just leave. God has opened or closed this door. God has or hasn't led me to a certain place. I feel, don't feel peace, depending on what we're going through. I heard from God. The Lord told me, etc. In my cult, our leader, Bill Gothard, would go away every year for like 40 days. And supposedly he would fast during these 40 days. And he would come back to us with a word from the Lord. Usually it was some kind of a hidden meaning in scripture somewhere some new formula that he'd found, some secret wisdom that he gained. The older he got, the more his words from the Lord sounded an awful lot like some Eastern mysticism, Eastern medicine. He was like super obsessed with the gut and his idea that as you meditated, your gut was actually getting healed. It was weird. It got really weird towards the end there. But it was the same idea of here's this person going away hearing from God and bringing back this message for us. And I have heard this phrase used multiple times in my life by people who are trying to justify what they already wanted or what they were already planning on doing. And it wasn't so much like I heard from the Lord, but I this is what I want. So I'm going to put God's name on it and call it good. If you listen to the Mars Hill podcast at all with Mike Cosper from Christianity Today, then you know that Mark Driscoll decided that God had come to him and spoken to him 
And instead of actually dealing with the situation at Mars Hill that he'd been confronted with, him and his wife just left because God had told them to conveniently. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This idea of we can justify what we want or don't want by saying that I've been released. Sorry, guys, I get to leave. Or I have not been released yet. I can't really do that. I don't have peace about that. I mean, it can be really, really twisted. And I think about anybody in my life who has caused me any kind of religious trauma, spiritual abuse, and these things were said to justify their own plans, their own desires, what they wanted, what they didn't want. And yeah, it's broken. It's messy. And if you've been through religious trauma and spiritual abuse, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm sure these phrases were used to kind of make people do what they wanted to do. How do you fight with what God said? I mean, God told them that. They must be this super spiritual person where God is talking to them. And if God said that, how do I fight against God? It's a problem. It can be used, this language is used to manipulate people. How do you prove somebody hasn't heard from God? How do you prove that that's not really what God told them when it's their experience? There's a new level of power and authority that are given people who say like, oh, I heard from God and God told me this. Hmm. Okay. Like um, it's just, it's hard. So how do we deal with this? Because once again, we at this place of tension, you guys, because there is a very real Holy Spirit who does actually communicate with us. That's scriptural. I'm going to walk you through some scriptures. And he really is real and he really pursues a relationship with us. He really does speak to us. And I don't want you to be one of those people who says, oh, the Holy Spirit only speaks to the Bible because I don't think that's true. I don't think that's even scriptural. And we miss out on a whole awesome relationship with God if we confine him merely to the words on the page of scripture. Not to mention scripture itself is very easily twisted and manipulated and yeah, basically destroyed. And it destroys people when it's used improperly. So how do we do this? I want to walk you through some verses. And we're first going to turn to John. John 14 verses 25 and 26. It says, these things I've spoken to you, this is Jesus talking, while I'm still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. The Holy Spirit is going to teach us things. He is going to speak to us. This is also promised in Luke 12. Luke 12 verses 11 through 12. Jesus is talking about persecution. He says that when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about what you should defend yourself or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Guys, the Holy Spirit is real, and he really does speak to us, and he really does teach us things. And so there's this tension between the fact that God really does talk to us, he really does prompt us, he really does give us peace or a lack of peace, he really does open and close doors. Like he really does do this stuff. But how do we know when it's actually him and when it's just somebody trying to use Christianese language to justify their own desires? We're not the first people to have to deal with this. If you look in the epistles, it's full of Paul telling people to watch out for false prophets, false teachers, 
discern the spirits, test the spirits, pray that they would have wisdom and discernment. I want to show you just three of those verses. The first one is in 1 John, 1 John 4, 1 through 3. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. So there's this idea of testing spirits. I want you guys to look at 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. Talking about spiritual gifts. Paul is listing a bunch of spiritual gifts. We'll go back up into verse 8. It says, For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another interpretations of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit. So there is this necessary discernment involved. And supposedly some people are better at discerning truth than others are, which I think is true. I've definitely seen that in real life. And then in Philippians 1, Paul is praying for the Philippian church and he is praying that they would have discernment. Verses 1, 9, and 10. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes to Jesus Christ, the glory and praise of God. Guys, we are not the first people to have to deal with this idea of false teachers, false prophets, false words from God. This has been going on since people were created and fell. There are false prophets all the Old Testament talked about, false teachers all the New Testament talked about. And so just because somebody says, I've heard from God, I have a word from God, does not make them true. At the same time, God does speak to people. So how do we do this? How do we discern if this is truth or not? If this person is actually speaking a word from God or if it's just their own made up ideas? I think we need to, first of all, learn to discern our own hearts. Am I actually learning from God? Am I actually hearing from the Holy Spirit? Or is this just my own desire? So I'm masking it in spiritual language. I think we need to look at our motives. What am I wanting here? What am I looking for? Does what I think I heard, does what I think I sense line up with scripture? This is something that God would say. I think we need to think about Philippians 4, 8. When Paul talks about whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report. Think on these things. Let me read you the whole thing. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent. If there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So are the things that you're thinking about, does it line up with scripture? The things you're feeling, does it line up with scripture? The Holy Spirit does prompt us, guys. And he does ask us to leave and do and all kinds of different things. But sometimes it's our own hearts wanting things that God isn't actually telling us. And so how do we learn to discern? And then if we feel like we have something that we want to say to somebody else, like God's given us a word for them, I think we need to really think about like, what is our motive in sharing this? So often I think God speaks to us and it's just supposed to be personal. This is just our relationship with God. 
We don't have to go around and tell everybody else what God told us, show how awesome and spiritual we are with the fact that we actually have this kind of a relationship with God. It could just be between him and us. It doesn't need to be something we share with everybody else. And yet at the same time, sometimes God does give us words for somebody and we feel very prompted to say something to somebody. Like, I really feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to let you know this. And I think we need to make that happen. But so much of it comes back to this idea of discernment, of judging between right and wrong, truth and lies, and really just asking even the Holy Spirit to give us discernment and to help us as we discern these things. Okay, how do we discern other people's words? I think it's okay to be skeptical. I think it's okay to ask questions, take time to really wonder, pause, don't just assume that because somebody said they heard something from God that it really is from God. To look back at scripture again, is it something God would actually say? Is it something that he said in the past? Is it something that he, is this in his character? Is this accurate? How does this make me feel? Does this give me peace? Do I feel joy? Do I feel as though it really is from God? Do I become uneasy and heavy and burdened? Like there's just, there's some things we need to just really think about as we're discerning. And I think we need to trust the Holy Spirit to guide us. Is this something that the Holy Spirit would really say? Is this wise? Is this true? Is this lovely? Is this loving? Does this bring me life and joy? And really just take the time to discern and to wonder, is this truly from God? The bottom line, guys, is that the Holy Spirit is real. He's alive. He's active. He wants to be involved in our lives. He really, truly does speak to us. But the real Holy Spirit will never say anything that contradicts the God who's already been revealed in Scripture through Jesus Christ. He's never going to say anything different than what's already been said. It will stay in line with the things that have already been said, the things that have already been revealed. I don't want us to be so afraid of a mystical experience of the Holy Spirit that we avoid it, that we reject it. I hear Christians say many times that God only speaks to us through his scripture, through his word. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's scriptural. But at the same time, we do need to use caution and wisdom and discernment because it is a mystical experience. And how do you how do you pinpoint that? How do you say, yes, this is real? And so there does need to be caution and there does need to be discernment and wisdom. But to write the whole thing off, we are going to miss a beautiful, intimate relationship with God that he wants to have with us. And so once again, we're back at this place of tension. And I feel like this is where we end up every single episode lately, where we sit here and we say, okay, well, it's this and it's this. Yes, the Holy Spirit speaks, but we need to be cautious, use wisdom and discernment. We have to hold both in this place of tension, recognizing the fact that God is not who we expect him to be, that he's bigger, that he's more amazing and more wonderful. He does not see things the way we see them. He has a larger perspective from a much better viewpoint. And he is good and he loves us. And this world is broken and he came to save us. And there's all these things that we need to hold on to as we have this relationship with the Holy Spirit. I lived much of my life not really understanding the Holy Spirit, a little nervous when people talk about it. And it wasn't until a few years ago that I actually realized, wait a minute, <laughs> the God that I've been experiencing since that day when I was 15 in my bedroom, when he showed up, 
that God who has spoken to me, who has drawn me, who has just did different things in my life, who I've experienced, who I know intimately, that is not really Jesus. That is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. He is living. He is active. He is pursuing us. He wants to be found. He will allow us to stubbornly ignore him. And in our unbelief, we will not experience him. However, he also is right there. If we will just look, just hold out our hand and just ask. And so, like I said, here we are again, tension, paradox, holding two things that seem to be difficult to wrap your minds around to put them together. And yet, I just think this is the place that we are going to experience true life and the true joy that can be found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Love to hear your thoughts. As always, don't hesitate to reach out. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.